Who will be more successful? The genetic child of Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie? Or their adopted kid who was randomly chosen from a country in Africa? Coming up on the Anti-Woke Podcast. Slate Money's latest episode talks about nepotism, which I guess basically is where someone is chosen for a job or a position of power based on who their family is and not based on themselves. And the name of the podcast was Nepotism is Good. I don't know, maybe they put a question mark on that. Um, And then Felix, the main guy, he's not woke. And then they got two ladies who are woke. And so, you know, before they start the segment, it's like, do you think nepotism is good? And the two ladies are like, hell no. And then he's like, well, I don't know. I mean, compared to me, he's he is completely woke. But compared to them, he's completely anti-woke. And I guess this is based on an article in New York Magazine that was talking about Nepo babies, which apparently is a online thing I never heard of. And specifically, they're talking about Hollywood. I wish I had a list in front of me, but there there are a lot of famous actors whose parents were famous actors. I mean, I don't know, I guess Michael Douglas, Kirk Douglas, maybe there's the, the ultimate example. And so, you know, the question kind of is, is like, is Michael Douglas, was he a truly phenomenal actor or whatever? Or did he just get it because his dad was Kirk Douglas? I mean, Martin Sheen, Charlie Sheen, Nicolas Cage's last name and real, or when he was born was Coppola. He's related to Francis Ford Coppola. I guess I can come up with examples. These are all examples from my childhood, but it's going on today. There's all sorts of hot young actresses. Oh, Zoe Kravitz, daughter of Lenny Kravitz. Anyways, a lot of... It's going on today with young people that I don't give a shit about, but it's still happening. And I mentioned, I mentioned Zoe Kravitz. What she's famous for? She was Catwoman in the... Uh, she's a race-bended Catwoman in the latest Batman movie. I mean, she's hot. But I mentioned her because Felix mentioned her. Because basically the two women who hate nepotism... You know, they hate whites, they hate men, etc. I mean, they're woke. All right, well, you know, the definition of woke, as a reminder, is racist against whites, sexist against men, and bigoted against straight people. And so they're all three of those things. And so they keep bringing up Jared Kushner, which is Trump's son-in-law... And, the, and, and who's given a lot of power in the Trump White House. And anyways, and then Felix brings up Zoe Kravitz because, oh shit, she's black. Or, you know, somewhat black. Blackish. She's blackish. And I think maybe she's done some muff diving in her time. So, anyways, that, that was just a shut. That kind of. It wasn't explicit, but that you know that was hard for them because they just want to say nepotism is bad because it makes white men you know get jobs that they don't deserve, and so he brought up Zoe Kravitz as the uh, as an example, and then they're like, mm, well, yeah, we do want to support her blackish lesbianish ass. Sorry, I just say that because she has a nice ass. That might be the part of her that I support. I want to get anti woke on their asses, but. Um, Trying to steal man their position. I mean, one of their positions is that unqualified people are getting jobs they don't deserve. But I don't think they'd be able to follow that down the rabbit hole very far because that is literally the definition of affirmative action. I guess I'll say this: I was listening to this whole thing. I was waiting for them to bring up race. Like one of the one of the, one of the late one of the woke ladies is a black woman. Anyways, they never brought up race, but it obviously nepotism is intertwined with race. 
because to come from a rich and powerful family, well, you're, that's, that's going to be most, in America, most likely going to be a white family. And, you know, because of past racism or whatever, stuff that happened, you know, over 50 years ago and likely over 100 years ago, because of those things that have not happened recently, anyways, black families have less of an opportunity to use nepotism to get their kids ahead, which is true. Let's try and look at this scientifically, where I just make stuff up. But I think, you know, you know, the classic story of nepotism would be, you know, you know, maybe from England. Why has it got to be from England, you white privilege mf'er? But, you know, maybe the king, the king of England back in 1500, you know, he made his son, the prince, the king. And the son was completely unqualified and he was a terrible, right? It's like, you know, you watch the movies and it's like... There's the king who knows what the hell he's talking about, and then the prince who's going to take over the kingdom, and the prince is just a complete fop and is terrible at everything he does. And that's kind of the shorthand for nepotism, like choosing almost, I mean, just basically, in popular culture, nepotism is choosing people who are unqualified, not the least qualified, well, choosing the absolute worst people. There we go. Not just unqualified, but the worst. And, you know, I think if you... I mean, you know what the Harvard sociologists would come back with, you know, it's all white privilege or something, but, or men, men are evil. They come back with, they come, you know, oh, surprise, whites are evil and men are evil. They Somehow their results are always the same. But I think if you went back to, you know, 1500 England, it's like, how are you going to choose your king? Are you going to, they didn't have democracy. And you can see as, you know, like Arab countries try out democracy uh, democracy is not the panacea that people think it is. I mean, the people would just choose the prince of the guy of the king that they like, or the prince of the king who's the you know the rival. I mean, you know, it wouldn't it wouldn't it doesn't change a lot. But here's my point: if somehow they had like IQ tests or the SAT or whatever education, you know, grades, etc., meritocracy stuff, back then, I think what you'd find is that the princes actually. You know, they may not have been the best in the entire country, but they were, you know, one of the best. On average, they would be some of the absolute best in IQ and grades. You know, the stuff that you get takes to get into college today. And so that's how, you know, you got nepotism, you got the meritocracy where people, you know, get what they deserve because they're good at what they do, and then you got modern society, and all of those things are intertwined today. Like, basically, think of it from an evolutionary perspective. If a king, given the kingdom to his son, was a bad way of doing it, then there wouldn't be a bunch of kings giving their kingdoms to their sons because the sons would always F it up, and then the kingdom would go to someone else. Like, you know, if giving it to your daughter kept it in your line better, they would have given it to their daughter. You know, and just evolutionarily speaking, every kingdom would be ruled by a queen because that's the best way to keep it in your family forever which obviously is not what happened. Just like sending your daughter off to fight the war in a suit of armor turns out to be not a good idea. But today, you know, in America, the way to get ahead is to go to Harvard and then get a highfalutin job. And the best way to do that is to come from high IQ parents who give you every advantage. You know, your preschool is like teaching you calculus or whatever. And then by the time you get to the SATs, you're ready for it. 
and then you go to Harvard, et cetera, and you get your great job, and you and you know, you know, all your friends are also doing the same thing. So you know, you're all the same, and you all go and control the levers of power. And unfortunately, currently, it makes you that that whole system makes you believe a bunch of false things. It makes you woke as hell. But the point is, if you use a test to sort people, you know, like, oh, we only give great jobs to the s- smartest people with these tests, you're still just going to get the children of powerful people. It used to be royalty directly gave the jobs to their kids. Now, powerful people raise their kids in such a way that they get the good jobs. All right, hopefully that makes sense. But let's, uh, yeah, let's look at anti-woke, race, sex, and gender. But so switching from powerful parents directly giving jobs to their kids now to powerful parents giving a good life to their kids that makes them get a good job. Um, I mean, on race, it's just going to, it's going to, I don't know, it's not going to be good for blacks. It's going to be good for whites, rich whites, woke whites. Um, it's going to be interesting to see what happens with Asians because... This is non-powerful parents giving a great life to the Asian kids who go to Ivy League schools. I mean, Jews, I love my Jews, um, they went through this in the last hundred years, and they went from, like, poor tenement, shopkeeper, cobbler, whatevers, to running all sorts of industries. Worked out good for them, so you can go from low to high. You gotta be smart and have a good work ethic. Do your homework. Hispanics, I think it's, you know, Hispanics, or at least traditionally, they're basically the same as white people as far as out life outcomes and stuff like that. So, you know, it's working out pretty good for them. As good as whites. I mean, there's a ton of whites who ain't, whatever, are just a bunch of meth heads, you know. They're a bunch of meth heads passed out drunk in the gutter. Anyways, doesn't work for those ones. And then gender, I mean, you know, women are 60% of college graduates now or something, so whatever. Switching, it's really helping women, you know, switching over from giving everything to your son to who can get, who can go to the fanciest school, uh, women are taking over. And somehow, the more power they get, to the point where they're two out of the three people on Slate Money, they just complain more. Anyways, I guess there's what's going to happen with women. Women are going to take over the world... And the amount of complaining and nagging is going to go through the fucking roof. I think it already has. And as far as sexuality goes, I don't know. Uh, You know, maybe in the old days it's like, Hey, Prince, I'm not going to give you the kingdom unless you pretend that you're straight. Uh, I'm not sure. I'm not sure what it does with uh, various sexualities. And so the two woke women on Slate Money, their example... So one guy, he used Zoe Kravitz... That was a nice cut you off of the past because this is a black person getting ahead by their black parents. But the women, they brought up uh, Jared Kushner, Trump's son-in-law. I said that, I guess. But anyways, the two examples they used, and I wasn't, I didn't know this. Is this true? I'm not sure this is true. But they said he was a, he was in charge of the COVID response. And if that is true, part of the COVID response was what was called Operation Lightspeed, which created the vaccines for COVID in a very short amount of time. And so, basically, Jared Kushner was in charge of the thing that may have saved more lives. You know, he may have saved more lives than any other human being in the history of the planet. 
And if you're woke, obviously, you know, like, oh, well, that's creating the vaccine. Basically, woke people don't give a shit who created the vaccine, which is the Trump administration and apparently Jared Kushner. They're like, but, you know, some Republicans don't like to take the vaccines. You know, it's like they throw they throw away the thing that makes them look bad. And then they keep the one thing that makes them look good. I mean, my opinion is woke people demonized people who are vaccine skeptical. They demonized them until they were like, finally, I refuse to get the vaccine. So basically, woke people are responsible for every person who died from, from not getting the vaccines. They made them do it. But anyway, so Jared Kushner did that thing. So he may be literally the guy who saved more lives that have ever existed. And uh, you get the idea. And then also, he did the Abraham Accords, which was a... I think it's considered a good... I mean, there ain't no Palestinian-Israel peace agreement. But I think the best one in the last 20 years is the Abraham Accords. So, like, whatever. Just their example of someone, an unqualified person getting a job he doesn't deserve is a guy who just did phenomenally. Like, I mean, we'll see. You only know 100, you know, history. The history books 100 years from now, when they're finally no longer woke and it's not all about politics... Where you don't know the you don't know the result of the study before you start because the result is that fuck Trump, but anyways, their example may be a guy that may go down in history as one of the greatest human beings ever. So I thought that was kind of funny. Let's put it this way: he is arguably one of the greatest human beings who's ever lived. I mean, you know, I'm not a Jared Kushner fan, but these woke people making lies about him eh, it's, it's starting to make me like this guy. And also, maybe there's talk about him taking over Twitter from Elon Musk. I don't know. And it was making me think, like, you know, who's the smartest? Who's the best looking? Well, I'm not sure who the smartest is, but Brad Pitt is brought up as, you know, good looking frequently. And so Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie, so like, you know, two super obviously famous people. And they have maybe, I don't know, don't quote me. They have like five kids or something. And one or two of them are their actual kids, like DNA. And then the other ones, I think they adopted like someone from Cambodia, maybe a couple from Africa, stuff like that. And if you see pictures of Angelina taking the kids on the red carpet or whatever, one of their kids looks like a cross between Brad Pitt and Angelina and is, you know, when they grow up, going to be a very attractive woman. And then the other ones look like just random people grabbed from Africa. And so I don't know if these kids are going to grow up and want to be actors like their parents. But if they do, it'll be interesting to see if the kid who looks like Brad Pitt is any more successful than the kid who looks like a random girl draw, you know, picked out of Africa. So another thing to mention is that Having famous parents, you know, not just rich, but famous parents is the ultimate form of privilege. I guess just short of being part of the British royal family. And I think I have a whole podcast on why white privilege doesn't exist, although black privilege sometimes exists in America. But there are many types of privilege, like coming from a stable household privilege or being rich privilege. And so, yes, having a famous parent would be a hell of a privilege. I'm sure a lot of these people have just been like, you just drop the name of your parent and the panties go dropping right after that. Twitter handle, at Anti-Woke Podcast, and thanks for listening.